This is Saturday, August 21st, and we're continuing our study called Living Free. We're walking through the book of Numbers together. In 1998, Sandy and I were living in New Jersey and serving a church there called Grace. It was a church we helped to plant in the late 1980s. At the time, our church was planting another congregation about 45 minutes north of where we were located. It was just outside of New York City. The first couple in our new community agreed to help us start the new church, and they were a people that, that met in Miami and they had been a part of Granada. So in 1999, we swung through South Florida raising funds for the new church. And it was then that Sandy and I first visited Granada. Now the result of our brief visit was that the pastoral search team of Granada, they'd been without a pastor for a long time, reached out to us and asked us to consider moving to Miami and serving here. Immediately, I said no. But I did something else. I began asking God to show us when it would be the time to leave the church in New Jersey. And after much prayer and consideration of our setting, I felt that six things had to be done before I could leave. They shouldn't be left undone. They needed to be completed before we would consider taking a call to another church. Now here is our scripture for today from Numbers 31. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Avenge the people of Israel on the Midianites. Afterward, you shall be gathered to your people. So Moses spoke to the people, saying, Arm men from among you for war, that they may go against Midian to execute the Lord's vengeance on Midian. You shall send a thousand from each of the tribes of Israel to the war. Now this is an interesting scene because it directly precedes Moses' death and the transition of the people into the land of promise. While we have learned that Moses began projects he would not be able to complete to see the conclusion, there were also matters he needed to wrap up before his time ended. And this was one of those matters. Here's the backstory for the thing that was left undone. After Balak, the king of Moab, and Balaam, his hired prophet, failed to curse Israel, they sought a way to destroy Israel. Rather than resorting to war, they found a place of weakness. They used Midianite women to draw the Jewish men into sexual sin and to idolatry. The plan came off successfully. This was a more deadly attack than open war ever could have been. They drove a wedge between the Lord and the people that he loved. This led to a devastating loss of life and also of morale for Israel. And this was the source of the unfinished business of Moses. What Moab does did was a declaration of war. And the Lord told Moses to engage the enemy. After that, Moses' work would be done. Now this leaves us with an interesting question. How do we know which projects we must complete and those that we're free to leave to other leaders in the future? In this case, the Lord directs Moses to finish this particular work. Moses wasn't acting on his ego or a desire for revenge. And that is something that we need to learn here. Our projects belong to the Lord. 
we seek to honor him in each one of them. And sometimes, as he did with Moses, he removes us from service. But at other times, he asks us to move forward and to carry on with the work. We see this in Jesus and his ministry. He finished the work of accomplishing our salvation at the cross, but he did not continue to develop the church. He left this work to his apostles and to other servants that went forth with the gospel message. Now, all those years ago, I prayerfully recorded six things I believed God wanted me to complete before leaving Grace Church and considering a call to serve anywhere else. Then I did not hear from Granada's search team for an entire year. They kept searching, and we kept serving in New Jersey. Then, led by God through prayer, that search team contacted us and asked us whether we would reconsider moving to Miami. At that time, I returned to my journal and what I had recorded the year before. Five of the six projects had been completed, and the sixth, well, it was underway. And Sandy and I realized that receiving a call then became a real option for us. So after setting aside two weeks to talk and pray about the decision, God led us to say yes to coming to Miami. And the rest for us is history. And none of us can stay where we are forever. The day will come when our ministry and our lives will also come to a close. In the meantime, we're to serve with all our heart. What are the things you feel God has for you to accomplish in your life? And to make sure that you do not leave undone. Years ago, I would visit with a friend over lunch who would listen to a Bible teacher named J. Vernon McGee. This man taught through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter. And when he finished, well, he, he just started the beginning all over again. But as he was getting older, he found himself in a battle with cancer. He didn't know whether he should keep teaching or not. And after prayer, God led him to believe that, that he'd give him time to finish going through the whole Bible. And it was then that I noticed that J. Vernon McGee slowed his pace to about a verse or two a day. The good news is that God gave him time to finish. And God gave this to Moses too. That's such good news. If God has something for you to do, he will make sure you have time to do it. Let's pray. Faithful and gracious God, I seek your face for wisdom and for your timing. Provide me even in small things a sense of your purpose at work in my life. And remind all of us that our times are in your hands and you will provide what we need for the work that you call us to. For I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.